Hey, ladies and gentlemen, back to how we get here. The podcast for everyone who needs to need help on getting their, their minds straight. Today's conversation uh, is going to be about depression and anxiety. Just some notes. 50% of adults aged 18 to 24 reportedly have depression and anxiety, anxiety, anxiety uh, symptoms this year so far. 2023, not 2021, 2022, 2023, 50%. And 33% of all adults have anxiety and depression symptoms. Pretty scary. Uh, Nearly one out of 10 Americans report having depression. Not surprising after all the stuff we've gone through, but still a lot of people. Um, We need help. People need help nowadays, and they don't know where to get it. So, you know, my job here is to make sure I get the most talented people necessary to make sure that they can help you get your mind right. And with that, today, I got her back, Miss <laughs> Della. Miss <laughs> Della, Miss Della. God dang it, how you doing? I am good. I am good. Thank you for having me back. I'm so excited to be here. I am Della Roderick. I am a licensed clinical professional counselor licensed in the state of Maryland and the owner of August Rose Health Center Psychiatric Rehabilitation Services. And those statistics are so interesting for the 2023 year, you said. Oh my gosh, everything that is going on these days. Yes, we're seeing more and more of it in the in our practice as well. Oh my god, this is it's sad. Um, but everyone has to bounce back from this this quote unquote pandemic, which we kind of know still going on, it's just not noting as much now. Um, but even before pandemic, we had issues. I mean, people were dealing with all kinds of issues, marriage, health, just general life issues. Um, but I don't know people really understand the difference between, you know, anxiety and depression. So I guess my first question is, are they the same? Are they different? Or is it is it, is it the little brother of one or big brother of the other? How, how would you put that, Della? How would you explain that? So that's a great question. So anxiety, I would like to describe as excessive worry or fear or uneasiness. You can have um, panics or um, I did already say uneasiness, but a feeling of doom all the time, sleeping problems, sweaty palms, tingling feet, shortness of breath, even heart palpitations. Anxiety can prevent, uh, present itself in a physical um, way as well. Really fidgety, um, not able to sit still or feel like you're able to sit still. There's really this um, need to move, if you will, on a when you're struggling with anxiety. You can even experience some levels of dizziness too. But when we talk about anxiety and our thoughts, it's really about um, internally what your thought process is about. Are you able to concentrate? Are you worried about what could happen potentially and in, in versus what is actually happening in your um, in your now, in the present sense? Um, And then depression, I like to say, is much more emphasis on past experiences or past um, thoughts, kind of focusing on um, 
things that have already occurred and your emotional responses to things that already have um, occurred. You can have this kind of constant feeling of guilt. You can also have um, a constant worries when it comes to depression as well, but constant guilt, you can have a sense of apathy, you lose interest in things that are going on or lose interest in things that you were previously interested in. Um, not, uh, I don't want to say not smiling as much, but you're not experiencing as much thought, uh, joy in your present. And then that also impacts your concentration, your appetite. You may overeat, undereat, um, not get pleasure from eating as well. Because, you know, there's some foods that we all enjoy, um, but slowness and activity, you may oversleep, undersleep. Um, so depression is much more, I feel like, past focused is like how I like how to describe it. And then anxiety is much more um, future focused and, and worrying about your past is depression, worrying about your future um, and what could could have, should have, would have happened um, is anxiety. Wow. that That's pretty, that's pretty cut and dry. And, <laughs> and I think it, it, it's weird because that it, it, does it flow? Does do they flow from anxiety to depression back to anxiety, or is it more depression to anxiety, or or do they stay in their own little pots? Mm-hmm. So you can experience depression and anxiety. You can have a diagnosis of depression and a diagnosis of anxiety at the same time. Some people uh, some people may experience anxiety as it relates to their past. And so that would be much more depression symptoms with anxiety um, presentation and then vice versa, um, where your uh, symptoms of anxiety um, cause you to feel depression and sadness and hopelessness and and a feeling of worthlessness. Um, But your depression is causing you to continue to feel those anxious feelings. So you can have both. But so it's not just kind of one or the other. Now, I will say you can have anxiety without symptoms of depression and then you can have symptoms of depression without anxiety so it all kind of depends on what your symptom presentation is at the time that you're meeting with a, a clinician wow that's that's pretty deep as it, it, it all of us we all go through some angst and i call it angst so may call you may call it anxiety um because just life you know hell the, the cost of food makes you makes you feel anxiety. Just living the 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 drama you see with the gun violence it, it causes anxiety and stuff. So it's like, but I think we don't know as a society how to handle that because it's not something you talk about. Because if you think about it, we don't want to really talk about these things because first thing you think about, oh God, he got to be crazy, and you feel a certain way like I don't want to bring it up, so you kind of suffer in silence. And I think. That's the thing what we're trying to do is to bring it out in the light that mm-hmm. it's not something to be hidden. It's not shameful. It's not something that, you know, like a, a scarlet letter or, or, you know, some mask you got to wear. It's mm-hmm. a real a, something that can really, really stop you from progressing in life or growing in life or even doing the fun things in life. Um, you know, and a lot of people think that oh you shouldn't be depressed you know you should be okay with because it is life but again Mm -hmm. we don't have mechanisms in order to handle it and i think as a society we have to do better because as i said we have 50 percent of the young people between 18 and 24 Mm -hmm. that's going through that and if you're going through that at that age at that stage 
oh my God, that's the beginning of your life. So if you don't handle it then, then what happens? So how does it manifest itself, uh, Miss Della? I'm gonna <laughs> ask you, how does that how does not dealing with this manifest itself? Um, so I wanted to circle back for a second. So we all let's normalize the conversation around um mental health, right? So everyone at some point experiences a level of anxiety. It's like getting prepared for the job. You might experience sweaty palms and the nervousness and um, and all of that as you're preparing for a job interview or going to a new job or going to a new school, new classes, things like that. So, right, that's an anxiety-provoking moment in time. And you're right, if we're not able to ground ourselves, so coping skills, um, able to ground ourselves to address our symptoms in the moment. Sorry, I accidentally muted myself. Oh, no um, all of us experience anxiety at one point in time or another. And even depression symptoms, right? That um, hopelessness or sadness after a breakup or relationship ends or um, even graduation can cause for, I know it's graduation season now, graduation can cause some sadness because that portion of your life is over and it's now trying to navigate um, what your new normal will be after school, especially our college graduates. You can be anxious about going into the workforce um, or having to move out of our parents' house and, oh my gosh, what am I going to do now? I got to pay my adult bills. Like, ah. Oh, I'm an adult now and I don't want to pay my adult bills. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's so true. Some of, <laughs> so some of these feelings that we experience are normal where it becomes um, mental illness is how it presents in your everyday life. So if you are constantly and consistently feeling for a oh, typically over a period of six months um, or six, six or more months, these feelings of anxiety, anxiety or uneasiness or constant worries, um, sadness, sadnessness, sadnessness, hopelessness, <laughs> um, you know, lack of self-esteem and things along those lines for more than six month periods at a time, that is when it becomes a clinical issue. Um, that's yeah. when you meet the criteria for an anxiety diagnosis or a depression diagnosis, and you should really meet with an individual counselor. Um, but some of the interventions that you can use in the meantime is, again, um, good self-care. So journaling activities, music, grounding techniques. A lot of us have vitamin D deficiencies, making sure we're getting our annual physicals to see where our levels are at, and then checking in with your thoughts, checking in with how you're feeling in, in that moment. Hey, Della, for me, Hi, hey, Della, how am I feeling today? Am I in a good space? What are my thoughts like? Are they constantly negative? Am I beating myself up internally? Um, to try to motivate myself to get somewhere and do something or, you know, am I telling myself that I am not smart, that I'm uneducated, I'm not doing enough in my life? Where are your thought processes at? And then checking yourself. Like, you know what, Della, girl, get yourself together. You are, you have this, that, and the third going for you and using a lot of positive affirmations. I use positive affirmations every day. I talk to myself and coach myself through tough moments in time every day and i do find that um that can help imp improve your day bring you joy like giving yourself a shout out like girl you did a good job getting da -da 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 done or those treatment plans done or whatever it may be um and then again recognizing your successes in life and reminding yourself of that in addition checking where who you hanging out with who who is around who's in your circle <laughs> and making That's sure that you're <laughs> 
making sure you have good boundaries and understanding that there are some people that are just not meant to be a part of your everyday life because they're having a negative impact on your mental health um or and they could be triggering your anxiety or your um your depression so checking yourself in that way is good self-care um and so those are some of the some of the ways that we can try to prevent or lessen um the symptom presentation in our day-to-day -day lives oh see that's that's some great information right there because again i think a lot of people they get wrapped around the axle and they just seem like they don't know what to do they're actually frozen by fear they're frozen mm -hmm. by the situation and they just don't know how to deal with it and they don't know how to and here's the other thing you know, a lot of people don't feel comfortable talking to their friends about what they're going through. They don't want to talk about, you know, if I'm trying to date somebody, I'm trying to buy a new dress, I'm trying to buy a new car. But damn it, you start talking about your mentals, you're like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> you, I want them to think of me any differently because now I'm talking to them that I'm going some issues, having some issues. Because, you know, especially now that, oh, my God, they have issues. They're going to pull a gun out. They're going to do something mm -hmm. crazy. And that's not the case. It's just mm -hmm. you're going through some things to mm -hmm. deal with some things um and you know that also brings me another question what are some of the things you don't do when you're depressed and you have anxiety mm -hmm. so don't drink <laughs> um don't abuse substances um that includes marijuana that includes any other things that we feel like bring us joy i think i would also say be mindful of even overeating um when we're feeling emotionally triggered sometimes we may overeat or overindulge in certain things um don't isolate um and meaning staying home and pushing people away be open to when people are actually willing to be there for help now granted that doesn't mean tell everybody your secrets at all uh, but that does mean making sure you're around people that are there to lift you up but um and so i wouldn't recommend drinking overeating um doing drugs I wouldn't over recommend isolating. And then, um, yeah, I think those are my top kind of, don't do that when you're having a bad mental health day. You know what? And I agree with you because all of that is it's so obvious, but it's such a coping mechanism in today's mm -hmm. world. That's easy to grab a bottle or grab mm -hmm. a joint or grab some something to make you feel better or take the edge off. Um, and definitely, you can't tell everybody. And that's the other sad thing is like you would think if you have friends that you would be able to go and talk to them about certain things. But certain times, you know, people ain't built for that. Everybody is not, you know, built for the same thing that you think they are. You have to know your friends. Mm -hmm. um, you have to know who you can go to. Yes, definitely make sure you have people that you can confide in when you're having a bad mental health day. And then having that bad mental health day, recognizing it in the moment, hey, I'm not doing I'm not doing well, I'm not doing good. Checking in with self. Hey Della, how am I doing in this moment? How am I doing today? Am I triggered? And then I think it let me correct myself. I think it's okay to take space, but taking space to do coping skills to bring yourself back to your sense of normal, right? bringing uh -huh. yourself out of that depression and bringing yourself out of those anxious moments or when you're triggered through trauma and so on go when you're isolating making sure you're utilizing safe coping skills um again journaling grounding techniques talking to someone you trust talking to a therapist um taking the appropriate medication if you're prescribed um that for your mental health needs even going for a walk listening to music healthy music not all music yes <laughs> no, no. So that means you know any of that, we, we and we all know what that is. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you can use that for the gym, 
but you can't use it to calm you down. So <laughs> we know all music ain't good music when it comes to certain situations. <laughs> that is so true. Sometimes I'm listening to somebody's music in a session. I'm like, mm, now you know that did not make you feel any better. If anything, even some of the R&B songs, you remember back in the 90s where R&B <laughs> was real good, but you're crying out for your lover and it just puts you in a deeper state of heartbreak. Uh, so just being mindful of you know the things that you are doing that ultimately can help bring you out of these tough spaces. Oh my God, that that is so true, so so damn true. And and again, you know, this is going to be one of many discussions we having because you know we talked before the first um, episode about suicide, and this one we're dealing with you know, anxiety and and depression because it's about taking care of mentals. I mean, we can't. We can't truly be happy if we don't take care of the mentals because the, the mentals follows everything. And people keep thinking you can buy your way out of, oh, I can, you know, like you said, I could go ahead and buy my way and make myself happy. You can't buy yourself out of that. You can't buy yourself from yourself. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to deal with you. Um, mm-hmm. And that means you have to put the work in, you have to do what you have to do, and you have to talk to people like Miss Della. Miss Della is the one to go to. I mean, you may be in a situation. For example, I'm going to use this. What if some poor person is in a bad relationship and they're basically cut off from anything? They can't even get a, they're in a, just a bad relationship. Like a woman got a guy who's on her, like a pair of drawers that he, she can't get away from. <laughs> She's like, every time you turn around, he's on her. And just, just, and that's making her depressed and anxiety and just anxious. So what do you suggest somebody who's in a, in a relationship that's that toxic relationship? How do, how, what what did what this, should they do? You know what 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 should they do to, to kind of get that freedom, get that freedom out their mind, so they can go out there and reach for the help that they need. Mm, so someone, if I'm hearing you correctly, someone that is stuck in a not so healthy um, relationship and how to navigate our emotions from there. I would say establishing boundaries with your partner, healthy boundaries with your partner is important. Um, We don't all need to be around each other every single day of the week, every single moment of the day, texting, calling on the phone and so on. Um, That's a a sign of an unhealthy attachment style Um, and going to a therapist to unpack what that actually means Um, for that person is important. And then breaking away from unhealthy relationships can be a tough one. We have to identify why we got into that relationship to begin with. What, yes, you know, maybe that person was attractive to us and so on, but then also what is it about that person that we are attached to? What is it that they are filling in us um, that was maybe an unhealthy attachment, an unhealthy need? And so how do we develop or fill that in ourselves so we can create space between ourselves and our partner? Um, and then that that can also be done in, in therapy. And then creating a life outside of your partner is as equally important. Establishing yourself outside of a relationship, establishing yourself in your singlehood. And I also think that it's, a, it's important for married couples to also have an identity outside of their marriage. You are still a person despite a ring on your finger or a piece of paper. Absolutely. You're still a person. And it's still important to have boundaries in in family relationships, in your intimate relationships while you guys are dating, and then even boundaries while you're um, married as well. And so establishing those in the beginning is the healthiest way, but then also going to couples therapy is a possibility, is a strong recommendation as well, if you guys are really struggling to balance each other in the relationship. 
Della, you know, that's some great information you gave us. And how do people reach you when you try and get in touch with you to get some of your assistance? <laughs> so I do, I provide individual counseling services um, really via telehealth and I'm licensed in the state of Maryland. So if you are in the state of Maryland, you can uh, go on augustrosehealthcenter.com and give us a phone call at, or give us a phone call at 410-412-7791 in order to make an appointment. You can also email us at customer care at augustroseh, like health, c like center.com. And then hey. we have and uh, a Facebook as well. Shameless plug. <laughs> no, I want you to do that because here's what's going to happen, people. I'm going to put her connection on the website too so you can reach her. And, and because I need you guys to get better. I need you to do better and be better. And she's a great resource to go to in order to get you started on your road to recovery. And all I'm going to say is, you know what, Miss Della, always a pleasure. You know we're going to be back soon with the next topic. And so we, this, we're going to constantly make sure that we get you guys healthy and, and better than you ever were. And like I said, people, take care of your mentals. Just mm -hmm. take care of your mentals and reach out for help. You're not alone. Nobody's alone. You just want many people going through all this. And that's what, you know, we're trying to here to help you. So, you know, with that, we're going to end this episode of How Do We Get Here? And we'll be back soon. And again, take care of your mentals and listen to what... Miss Della says, work on yourself. Until then, people, you take care and blessings. <laughs>